Yuki Chords. Today on our special Christmas episode of Kip Talks to His Friends, I have Matt Foster. And he sings a song halfway through. Stay tuned. Hey man, how are you doing? Oh, pretty, pretty wonderful. Just wrapping up uh, my 99th game of cribbage today. Oh yeah, are you winning? I am losing by four points. Oh, right now. Well, keep playing. Uh, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna keep playing. <laughs> okay. But I'm gonna pour myself a drink. What are you drinking? I have a coffee. That's, it's about the right time. It's after five. Yeah, right? So how are you doing? Pretty good. Kind of kind of bored constantly, but, like, not too bored. You know. This uh, radio show, show of yours must be, like, uh, good medicine in a way. Checking in with people all the time. It is a good medicine. It's actually the reason I started doing it. Back in March. Were you not doing this before? Well, I had one. I had a different radio show a long time ago, and then I, I stopped, and then um, because it's actually a lot of work. But then when COVID hit, I just like sent um, Jared an email, and I was like, hey, and he was like, okay. <laughs> It's really simple, and I just, like, call people I normally wouldn't even, like, go out of my way to, like, just, like, the people that I would run into, you know, like, out in, in our, our square kilometer area. Yeah. And it's nice. You still working right now? Yeah, I am, actually. That's great. It my is. Garage, that's the, that's your deal. No, I don't work there anymore. I work at uh, Ruby West. What is that? It's just like in Wolseley, just down the street from me. Okay. Um, it's just a new restaurant. It's where the neighborhood cafe used to be. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to work at the neighborhood cafe. Well, I work in that building now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's the only job where I quit and... Uh... Very purposely gave no notice. <laughs> oh, yeah? Was there bad blood or something? Or just, like, you just didn't show up? It was, like... It's, I don't think spite is the right word. But I just got, like, a way better job. I got a, I got a job out of Falcon Lake. And it was just, like, I'm out of here. Wait, but, uh, what did you do at Falcon Lake? system like a bunch of other uh, 
stories up in the air or something. <laughs> or like a fossil story up in the air. And he, the, the legs were rocking under it. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to knock... Uh, I'm gonna knock this leg out of this deck. I want you to stand under it and hold it up while I, get, while I put a new one. Oh god, that must have been exhausting. It was exhausting and uh, workplace health and safety was uh, very, very illuminating what people do in the bush to, uh, <laughs> to, make, to make things work. You know? I, I kind of feel like that's like something a dad would say like or make you do, like not a real job, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was never a real job. Just like weird magic out there. I uh I got in trouble with the RCMP for streaking at Gal uh, Falcon Lake. Oh yeah. Maybe you were streaking, out there that streaking summer. Streaking improperly or streaking period. Like streaking down the beach. Yeah right. Yeah. Did, did anybody else mind or was it just the RCMP? Um no like someone, like a person on the beach like, press charges. But but then the RCMP, like, found me, and they were like, it's okay. So, I got a nice cop, I guess. They were like, I do this too. I do this too. This is my thing. It's okay. Yeah. I understand you. You're my people. It's a great place, though. Wonderful people. I built a, uh, I built a log cabin up there. For my job, I went. I went from holding up decks with my bare hands to uh, <laughs> building a log cabin, which was great because I'd never done it with anything with my hands in my life before I lived up there. Really, like other than playing the guitar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I used. That's what I was doing in Falcon Lake. It was, it was building things too. It's a nice. It's it's a nice thing to do. Tools and stuff and wood. Yeah, there's something very. Um, you don't. At the end of the day, you don't really question whether you were a useful person or not. <laughs> no, you get to look at what you did. Yeah. Right. One problem. One thing I hated about that kind of work, though, is like you'd finish like there'd be like this huge job and you finish it, and then you're like, yeah, I did that, and then like. The next day, you'd be like, okay, we got a new job, and you have to start from scratch again. So you're saying, like, what you'd like is at least, like, every Friday, everyone should just sh sit down and, like, enjoy their work. Yeah, just for a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like a half day of, like, appreciation. Do you... I have this theory that almost every job is mostly just cleaning up after yourself. Um, I think... Some people pay other people to do that, and a lot of people spend their lives cleaning up after other people. Right, I guess Molly made. What's that? Molly made, like. <laughs> I actually. Like, sorry, go. Just like anyone that makes a minimum wage is often cleaning up after other people, you know? Yeah, that's. And it's not fair, is it? No, I think that's the uh, hetero patriarchy, as we say. Capitalism, you know. Other people are too busy making money to clean up after themselves. I think if everyone had to clean up after themselves, that might be a good place to start from, you know? I think it would make the world a better place. Yeah, right? Yeah, you make a mess, you clean it up. Hmm. Except when I worked at the Black Sheep Diner, we had a really nice, uh, 
a really nice rule where if you made a mess, like say you dropped a plate full of food or something, yeah, of like busy service day, the rule was you don't clean up your own mess, which was really nice, you know, in the middle of a service, you know, you're bussing around like a chicken with your head cut off. You don't really need the stress of like dropping something and the shame that you get, you know, and you're down there on your hands and knees scrubbing the egg yolk off the the uh, unpolished uh, floor. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't need that feeling when you also have to go out and then you know be someone's servant for the next half hour. Did you uh, did you often drop food on the floor? Uh, I was yeah, I was cleaning up after people more than I was uh, more than I was being cleaned up after. I think. I really like that place. Yeah, don't you miss it? Well, like I wouldn't. I'm not really one for missing things. Things are there, then they're not. So, and there's other things to take their place. So, but you also say you're like not a nostalgic person. Uh, I'm not a nostalgic person at all. I actually think nostalgia is toxic. Yeah, I say yeah not because I agree, because I'm thinking about it with you here. But uh, toxic how? Well, because it, I mean, I think, okay, maybe I, I used that to, uh, it was too much of a broad sweeping comment, but like, I think that it's, it takes away from the wonderful things that are happening right now. Sure, yeah. It's one of the traps. And I also think that people get like stuck in a certain period in their life, in their brain, and then, and they refuse to, um, just, I don't know, make things better here and now than, and like also with nostalgia, often people just like pick the best things and forget all the other stuff that was happening at the time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Painting your own, painting your own picture. Yeah. It's a little bit, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm with you. I'm more of a, uh, what's, what's worth looking at right now kind of person I don't spend a lot of time in the past do you are you uh, are you also not a uh, future looker no I don't really care about the future I'm definitely not I'm a very just here and now kind of kind of person yeah like I get up I got to do this thing and then I do it and then I mean, I do look forward to things. I mean, lately I have had no reason to, because there's nothing to look forward to. Right. Like, I don't have any plans. <laughs> like, if I was like, Kip, what are you doing later? What would the answer be? Uh, I'm just going to sit here in my robe. <laughs> yeah, you looking forward to that? I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> I got like a beer in the fridge and probably going to have that later. And then I'm probably going to make some like dinner. That's exciting. Yeah, nice. I've been walking the dog like three times a day. How old is your, I think I saw on the internet that you had like the dog had a, like a problem. Yeah. She, uh, I don't know how to describe it really. A ligament disease. Wild. But it's all better now? What's that? It's all better now? Uh, to a degree. 
gonna get really under my uh, under my income. Mm-hmm. There's there's more. So we've we kind of did this major surgery where the dog's uh, cruciate ligament, which is like sort of like the canine equivalent of an ACL, from what I understand. Oh yeah. Essentially, is like completely torn. Oh, just get a brace. <laughs> It just like it just wears down at a really at a really young age. She was like a year old or something. So they uh, literally like cut her cut her bone right in half, like a cross section. So like just below the knee, cut the leg off, and then they rotate it so that it's sitting at such an angle, and then they uh, sort of plate it back together with and then put some pins on either side of that plate to hold it into place so that the angle doesn't aggravate the uh, thing anymore so she can walk she can walk and run and play and it's good enough for me I think you know you can do it on the other leg for but the dog is uh, you know a great source of joy in our lives especially right now yeah like she yeah, she's doing okay man well, that's good to hear. Animals are important. So, like, are you just playing crib, or is there other card games that you're playing? Uh, basically, only crib. That's it. Only yeah. crib. I have yeah. this. I have this. Like, um, I have a lot of theories. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like. Crib is uh, particularly uh, a musician's game. Do, do explain why. Because everyone I know who's a musician, all we do is play crib together. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting game because at a certain point, you can't get any better. Mm-hmm. It's not really a game of talent. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, the the choices are made for you. There's not really, you know, it's pretty rare that you're actually in a position where one choice would be better than another choice. So it's kind of like a conversation game where you're not really playing the cards. You know, you're not really playing the game. Right. You're just there to hang out and talk. Exactly. You're like, the, the, the game kind of plays itself. And it just anchors the two of you or the three of you down there, and you can have a conversation. Right. It's it, It's just something to do with your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's non-distracting also. So you can keep your thoughts in, in like, well, in a, a link, I guess. Yeah, like, you don't really have to, you don't have to talk about the game that you're playing. Hmm. You can, you know, you can, you can count out loud if that's your, if that's your thing, but you can also just quietly play cards and also do something else with a person, you know? It's pretty... I count out loud. It just kind of grounds you there. It hardly even feels like a game, really. You just kind of, you just kind of, uh, watching it happen. But it still feels good when you win. Oh yeah, especially when you skunk someone. <laughs> do you ever do you ever play for money? 
money. You ever played Trips? No, I don't even know what that one is. What is it? So you take, uh, I think it's five die. Mm-hmm. And essentially you you roll all five die. It's a little bit like Yahtzee. And you're trying Love to get game. threes. Just threes. threes. count for zero, the zero points. Oh. And, and essentially you're trying to have the least amount of points compared to your... Uh, opponent like golf yeah like golf yes exactly do you do you ever golf uh i have but like not as a practice or anything i've been on a golf course and i've swung a what are they even called golf clubs clubs yeah <laughs> i've swung one of those I'm familiar with the game. I used to watch golf as a child. You know, I, I haven't... <laughs> I think that the point of watching golf is to... Because it's so quiet. And, like, the noises are so... The point of watching golf on TV is just to take a nap. And pretend you're doing something. playing golf, too. It's all, just, it's all just pacification, really. Well, I play, I, I play quite a bit this year. And, like, it's really just about having beers with your friends pretending you're being active right just keeping your hands busy mm-hmm exactly back to crib it's kind of a uh, it strikes me as a sort of a incredible resource heavy situation you know like it takes a lot of uh, land to play golf it does yeah but fortunately in this province, there's a lot of empty land. I guess. Yeah, I don't really know what uh, if I would call any of it empty, but there's definitely some golf courses around. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, it's cheap. There's a golf. If you're interested, there's a golf course for sale right near my right near uh, my place up in Arnis. There's a. a th- I don't know if it's called the Arnis Golf Course, but. Uh, there's a good, uh, there's an old, there's an old course that someone, someone has been mowing for years and years and years and years. Isn't that weird? There's like tons of golf, empty golf courses that people keep mowing and taking care of. It's because it's the only value that they can see in the land, in the land is as a golf course. I don't think you can let that, I don't think you can just let it sit and expect it to still be a golf course next year. Mm-hmm. What a chore. You I'm, know, it's like, let the land come back and do its thing, relax about it. I'm not, maybe it's not, yeah. maybe it's not a golf course anymore. Maybe it's time for, to move on, yeah. I, uh, I can't stand mowing, actually. If I had, if I had my own property, I would just let it grow. Except for like a few paths, maybe. I tried to mowing my lawn, and I got uh, the city came by, and they uh, they mowed it themselves and charged me for it. How much? Oh, by the time it was all said and done, I think it was like almost three hundred dollars. Are you serious? Yeah, they give you a fine, and they charge you for the labor of cutting, coming, and cutting it themselves. Did they not just like send you like a warning? Yeah, 
I might have missed it. Or, you know, I was like, or I was like, I can't really remember, but I, you know, was probably of the mind that like, you can't tell me not, you can't tell me to cut my grass. That's ridiculous. It is, it is ridiculous, actually. And it's not like it's a blight or anything. It's just disappointing that as humans, that's, that's what we're fucking sitting around worried about, you know? Taxing each other for the length of our grass. Like, what the hell? You know why lawns exist? Um, because, like, back in the day, like, I don't know how many years ago, but, like, rich old, like, rich people would be like, I own this property, arable land, but I have so much money, I don't need to, like, use it, so I, I planted a lawn. It's just to show off your stature, and it's existed since then, like, like Victorian era stuff. A display of wealth. Yeah. Like, I don't need to farm my very good land. It's, it's like equivalent of, like, a suntan. <laughs> Except... Or in, other, or, in, or in other places, the opposite. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's really a sad thing. They are sad things, aren't they? Because I just don't understand them. <laughs> just to, like, who are you impressing? <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> I built a I built a fence for somebody this summer. And they uh, weren't concerned about whether I threw the, threw the uh, mud and the clay from the fence posts on their lawn or not because they were having it re-sawed the next, uh, the next spring, and then, so whatever, I did the job, and they were, and they were talking about, uh, you know, like, yeah, we're gonna get this nice, I guess they wanted, you know, the, their, their current lawn had a few, uh, hatches in it, and, uh, it looked uneven, and, uh, they just wanted a nice, even lawn, and they, but, they were also saying for whatever you, you know, for whatever you need, whatever these people do on a, or whatever anybody does on a, on their own little patch of grass. It's you think of like a homeowner who like wants the lawn, but doesn't know why they want the lawn. Well, are you playing like baseball out there? No, I don't think they were doing anything back there. Exactly. It just, it's, it's so odd to me. <laughs> I've, I've never understood why you need to have a lawn. Nobody's using that space. What's, what's another thing that everyone just does because the neighbor's doing it? Uh, there's a lot of things like that. Um, cars are a big one. Like having a nice car. Even washing your car is weird to me. It also depreciates in value immediately after you buy it. Immediately after you wash it, it's worth <laughs> half as much. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've never really... I, I agree with you, except there's something about the classic image of, like, uh, someone in their driveway uh, washing their car with the music playing that makes it with, like, a... It gives me, like, a childhood... Uh, summer feeling. I think probably because it's been indoctrinated into my mind from Carly Rae Jepsen videos. Movie ever with a car wash in it. Yeah. Uh, 
I used to wash the car, my parents' car, when I was a kid in the driveway. It was actually kind of fun. Um, I don't. I can't really think of what else other people. I guess it's like, what? What do they? They call it house poor. House poor is a thing. People buy houses that are too big. Yeah, well, I think the whole. I mean, I think the whole country might be in that boat right now. Yeah. I'd like to. I would. How's everyone, how's everyone around you doing in, uh, in financially in these times? Like, do you know folks that are that are hurting, or is everyone just kind of floating and waiting, or what's what's happening around you? Are you scared for anyone around you? I don't think so. Not at all. I don't think no one's like. No one's told me they were suffering financially. I mean, I'm not doing so great. But like that's just normal, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, not a single person I've talked to has been worried about finances. I mean, most people, almost everyone I know, is a teacher, so, which is weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I feel like when uh, when those cert payments started coming out I really I really felt like or to, I just knew or something you know we're kind of like it was like this uh, artificial boost art, artificial reprieve from the screws getting tightened down on everyone's lives slowly and uh, and then once they once that kind of ended it started to become a little bit more apparent you know like Yeah, because we all live, well, I live paycheck to paycheck, so I can't get sick. <laughs> I'm screwed. Mm -hmm. and I'm just... Is there any worry on your end that the, that the job just kind of disappears? No. I don't, okay, yeah. I don't think so. It's busy. And I have, like, work alone, so just, like, home and alone. And back again yeah yeah you live alone no I have like uh, three roommates but, yeah, but I mean you're still in the same spot you were in yeah right yeah I what's what's Kip Smith's gonna look like this year I don't think Kip Smith is gonna happen this year actually I was <laughs> talking to someone about that yes last night it's it's too bad because it's a really fun wild party because everyone's like all used up from like doing the things they're supposed to and then they're like I can let loose <laughs> but oh well I can't even believe I did that six years in a row <laughs> <laughs> 
or something like that. <laughs> like every year I'm like, I don't really want to do this. And then like, someone will be like, Kip, are you going to do it? And I'm like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> there is a certain amount. What, what day of the year does it happen on? Boxing. Well, it's usually boxing day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a certain amount of uh, that time of year, you know, it's a difficult, uh, it's a difficult time. And it's a very busy time, and there's a lot of celebrations. But I think not everyone gets to, like, actually just, like, let it all hang out and celebrate around that time of year. There's a lot of, like, it's celebrations, but they're, they're not always easy, you know? Yeah, they're, they aren't easy. They're, there's, they're, like, uh, you have to, like, they're, like, punctilious. You have to, like, stand on occasion a little too much, I think. You know, but whatever. It's I don't I don't I don't know about I don't know about Christmas. It's fine. It's a good good time. It's stressful buying people gifts though. I think I don't know if I like that part of it. But you feel obligated. Mm-hmm. Especially because you just like waste your money, which is scarce, on something people really don't really want. If you're a better gift buyer, <laughs> maybe you wouldn't feel like you're wasting it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible gift buyer. <laughs> yeah, you know, I find Christmas hard because, like, is this, is this a Christmas special, by the way? Like you. Oh, yeah, this is the Christmas special. I'm just going to put jingle bells in the front before the beginning and that that'll make it that's like also like how do you make a pop song a christmas song put some bells in the background yeah put some of them sleigh bells on there yeah what oh, were you man. what were you saying though about gift how about, buying how about you don't do that and then the gift to everybody right now is that the christmas gift to everyone is that this is one half one full hour of no sleigh bells screw screw that <laughs> If I'm going to suffer, everyone else has to. <laughs> yeah, like, we're all suffering together, like, every other hour. <laughs> but what, okay, what's your fate, what's your go-to, like, Christmas song? Oh, my go-to Christmas song? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want, you want me to play you one? Yeah, sure. That would be great. I gotta see if I got a guitar in here. I'm sitting in my studio. I got... The Hanson family? Like the uh, han- handsome like uh, beautiful and handsome handsome family. No, are they from wait, is are they from the East Coast or something? Uh good question. Who am I thinking of? Some Canadian family, whatever. No, I haven't heard of the Hanson family. Let's have a go. Yep.
Not bad. Really good. That was great. Little, uh, little Christmas ditty. <laughs> 
It sounds like Christmas to me. What's your favorite Christmas song? Um, I guess, I don't know. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. <laughs> Since we're on a theme. Is that a song? I don't know that song. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mother cry. Something like that. It's a country sounds like uh, like uh, Merle Haggard or something. Kind of. I I don't think it is though. Um, but also one. I think my favorite one is the one with chestnuts on the fire. Like I like I like the um, I like the whole uh, Rat Pack kind of. You know, like Dean Martin songs and like the the the, the like pseudo jazz Christmas songs. From that era. Yeah, kind of, I've kind of, kind of <laughs> always had a thing for like, uh, like pop jazz, I guess I would call it. I don't know. Vocal jazz. Yeah, like, or like, yeah, vocal, f like, it's, it's not really even, they just, they just use four note chords. It's not even jazz, it's just four note chords and like. I don't know. <laughs> Have you made a Christmas album? You know, I haven't. I feel like we're. I think I feel like we're about due for like a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Maybe instead of a party, you should record an album. Of just, well, all I've got is I'd have to just do it with just like me and a guitar at home. I guess. Why not? I don't think I would, I don't think I'm ever going to package another, um, another recording. I think I'm just always going to be digital from now on. Oh yeah. I mean, it's you just. You don't like having, you don't like having a giant boxes <laughs> of your, of yourself hanging around and just weighing you down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you have those too? <laughs> Everybody has those. <laughs> well, like. I've got a whole corner of my house that is reserved for like five different albums of just like physical copies. But I mean, it was like 2010. That's what you did. What, what form are they in? Like a, a compact disc? I've got vinyl, compact disc. Those are the only two. Yeah. You have, you have a vinyl record. I do, yeah. Do you have a band camp? You know, every, <laughs> every Friday or so they, uh, sell it and I, I won't take any money I do have a band camp I just I I have this um, and the vinyl record is up there for sale but like I have this thing where I just don't like pushing myself which is I find it shameful for some reason I don't know why Yeah, I know. I I understand all the other parts. Of it. I had the hubris to to record all these records, <laughs> but I won't tell anyone about them. <laughs> I like this. I like this approach. It's working. 
I mean, did you, um, did you watch your, like, um, like, wrapped in a year for, like, Spotify as an artist? Not, like, what you listen to, but, like, as, like, your artist thing? Uh, I don't understand the question. Okay, so, if you're on Spotify as an artist, okay, you can look at, like, it does, like, the same thing that it does for listeners like okay. people who just use spotify and listen to their music and then it like shows them like you listen to pop you listen to mine's taylor swift whatever who cares um yeah. um but like if, if you're an artist it shows like who listened to you where around the world which song got streamed the most like that stuff oh interesting yeah and your question is sorry did you look at yours? No, 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 no. Uh, I'd say I could do that right now, but I'd probably have to know how to log in or something, and I'm not going to... Yeah, don't worry about we're that. Not, we're not going to go there. You, but uh, that's cool, though. I'm into, I'm into data. It's pretty cool that, like, the internet will show you where and who and on what and how old and what... Big Brother is a real thing, really, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm into I'm into the I'm into the data. I think I don't uh, I don't allow my phone to collect collect much of it from me. You know, I'm kind of careful about it. I say no to everything, really. Yeah, you don't you don't like do the click on the read the thing and then just click yes, I agree. I mean, let's get serious. When I need to get something done, and one of those is in the way, yeah, I, I yes, I yes right through that. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, show me a person who doesn't. But uh, when it's asking me if I'm a, if it if it's allowed to uh, use my voice or my thumbprint, or, uh, you know, collect that and send it somewhere. I have my reservations. Yeah. I'm into, but, but I'm into the, I'm definitely into the data collection, you know? Especially when you're, like, booking a tour for your band or something. And you want to see where people listen to you the most, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the only place I really have a, a, a real sense of that is on, uh, I get like a, a statement from royalties and that's pretty interesting to look at just to see where, uh, yeah, where people are listening, you know? So like SoCan royalties? Yeah. Yeah. Those are always fun. Actually, uh, do you, um, so this year, like SoCan had like their annual meeting or whatever on Zoom. I didn't attend. But they always send me an email like, you can come to this meeting in, like, Vancouver. And obviously I'm not going to go to Vancouver, but this year is, like, the first year I could have actually attended. But I didn't. And I have no idea where I'm going with this. (laughs) But I just think it's... I don't know. I don't really like the industry. But I wanted to... How do you feel about tour? Like, I guess you've been to the UK. The UK must be a nice place to tour. Tour touring is basically my happy place. 
something to be said about a good show actually there's no greater high than a good show right it's an yeah and just the connection with people <laughs> meet, meeting people and then the gift of getting to do it night after night and trying to 
it that you know you're playing you might be playing the same songs but finely tuned at this point that's yeah, one exactly. thing tour yeah. does yeah and you start paying attention to to details you never could have because uh you know other, other variables like i know all the right notes or i know all the right timing and i know where this uh, you know certain things after a while you're not making those kinds of mistakes and so what you're what you're paying attention to if you're if you're paying attention and not checking out but if you're checking in deeper and deeper into that thing then that's where the magic is you know and it's such a such a gift to get to be able to do that because you can't you can't really stay in town you can't stay in one place and play music like that and expect that kind of reward you you have to be putting on a different show every night in the same town right unless you're michael jackson even then you know you couldn't you couldn't stay in the same place right put on, you know even even like Celine Dion at the uh, in Las Vegas at a certain point the show the show changes you know something something else has to happen right it gets tired exactly but exactly that that gig's a weird one that's like getting to tour with no with no commute you know yeah that is that I don't know well I will never know what that's like but like I couldn't imagine doing that it's it's like Cirque du Soleil or something, really, at that point. But I don't know. I I don't think I'm going to get Celine on the phone to ask her. So. <laughs> Have you tried? You know what? I I could. Like I've like a lot about being a musician is cold calling people, so I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a radio show what's the show called Kip is it Kip Kip calls his friends oh almost it's Kip interviews his friends Kip interviews his is this an interview well it's not really no this is like a I would, I would call this like a pretty decent conversation but like a terrible interview it's not an interview that's, <laughs> that's a, I didn't have any questions prepared <laughs> No, that's just what they named it. I don't. I wasn't in charge yeah. of the name. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> they're all they're all kind of like this. It's just like talking. Yeah, this is what I would love to stumble upon on the radio. There's a person right now just stumbled upon this conversation, and they're thinking this. This is exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> well, I'd drive to like Superstore. Yeah. Who I knows? Like, I just, I just dropped someone off somewhere, and I get a minute to myself, and I was hoping that there would be two people having either a pretty decent conversation or like a terrible interview. <laughs> You know, I used to do that when I had a car. Did you? I'm like a park person. I go to the park with my dog often. Yeah. There's definitely there's definitely many people at the park on the periphery. They're just parked in the car, 
I guess it's a good place to park. <laughs> Just sit. <laughs> well, everyone needs a quiet space sometimes. Yeah, there's, there's it's, it's different somehow than sitting in your car somewhere else. Like in your driveway, it's not the same thing. Right. No one can find you at the park. That's what it's about not being found. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like that a little bit. I mean it's like sometimes you just need to get away and actually cars are great for that. Just for like a couple moments. <laughs> and they've got like a radio in there. And who doesn't love the radio? Yeah, right. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, at the advent, in the advent of the automobile, you know, like the movie uh, American Graffiti? Yeah. You know, like half the, half the movie happens in the car because the autonomy of... You know, mixed with mixed with that, those moments in your life where you're that certain age when like you just need to get the fuck away from your parents and yeah. out of your house. And that's the car, what the car, man. It's a whole universe of of freedom. And also that <clears throat> that movie is basically based around um, the uh, to use your word advent of the nuclear family and the suburbs so it was just like there was you had no choice but to have a car also they were cheap cars were cheap yeah back then yeah so was gas and then the radio yeah right wolfman jack (laughs) wolfman jack he's uh he's dead I think I, guess I wouldn't be surprised. DJs used to get to pick their own playlist back then, which is pretty cool. Now I'm being nostalgic to bring it all the way around. Nostalgic for an era I've never even witnessed. Well, that's pretty common, I think. Nostalgic for a golden time, you know? Yeah. Okay, you can be, you can be nostalgic with me, Kip. I won't tell anybody. You better not, because this is like one of the things I stand firm on. No nostalgia around me. It's like part of your, it's part of the self-image, the always present now. (laughs) Always in the Always now, Kip. Yeah, I I teach a master class about now, being in the now. That's also a 90s line. Get with the now. Get with the now. Yeah. Who knew... Who knew that, like, um, Wayne from Wayne's World was such a powerful, powerful um, educator about um, lifestyle? (laughs) Well, I think we all did, to be honest. (laughs) At the time. At the time. There's other people now who've taken the, the seat. The heavy burden. The bur- now we have Kip. Now we have Kip Coquet. <laughs> yeah, here I am. Look out, world! I'm coming for you. That's funny. I 
I have to I have to rewind back to this idea of the, of the Christmas album. Okay, so you want me to record a Christmas album? Yeah, I think we all do. I have a a really bad idea that I really want to do. Um, yeah, it's just get a bunch of Winnipeggers together to do like um, you know like we are the world kind of song. And donate it to like some kind of Winnipeg charity, but just like do a good thing ironically. But you don't know what the content of it would be. You don't know, you don't know what the song would be. Well, you someone would have to write the song. It wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> but then I also saw online the other day that Conan made a joke of it already, so I'm just ripping him off by accident. Oh well. Just a concurrence of of a uh, of wonderful ideas. You know, great great ideas happen at the same time sometimes in multiple locations. It's a, it's a phenomenon, you know. Yeah, I know, like Darwin and that other guy. Well, that's it. I guess I have to record a Christmas album. I think it's, I think it's probably a good idea. I'd want it to be all original material, though. Like, who wouldn't want their own Christmas song that they wrote? Yeah, right. Or never mind one, like a whole 12 album. <laughs> 12. All three yeah. minutes and 33 seconds long. Perfectly crafted. I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's in the works whether you know it or not. I've, I can see it in the Kipsmas, the Kips, you know, it's, yeah. It's just uh, you should just sing Christmas carols that already exist, except you should just replace your name in every one of them. Oh my God, that's the right. vainest thing in the whole world. I'm into it. You take that joke and just drive around <laughs> for like forty-five minutes of of sleigh bell. Just pure. <laughs> Just, just sleigh bell hell, you know. Maybe what I'll do is I'll just release an old album and put sleigh bells behind every track. <laughs> I like it. That's very wise. Very wise. All right. Well, we killed an hour, Matt. Have we been speaking an hour? Yeah, that's that's what everyone says. It's remarkable. I think it was great. I think this is the best Christmas episode of all time. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, if I was on the radio right now, if I was on the radio in terms of, like, my ears were on the radio listening listening to a radio. Yeah. Uh, I am cruising around those stations looking for something that, especially this time of year here at Christmas, that doesn't sound like, like, uh... The Mariah Carey song, like sleigh bells and uh, and the chipmunks, you know. Yeah. Just anything, just anything, just anything. So, listener, this is it. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Let's just have a minute of silence for everybody who wants to be listening to, who wants to be listening to the radio, but not.
but not Christmas awfulness, you know? Yeah. Um, I can't do a minute of silence. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you really? You can't do a minute of silence? This is you can do anything you want. You're right. Um, okay, a minute of silence. Here we go. Okay, seven seconds is enough. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were going for it. <laughs> Not a hero. You can build up to it next Christmas. You can build up. Every every Christmas, I'll add an extra five seconds. Yeah, right. I think it's uh, a kind of, a kindness to us all around this time of year. Well, people need a break. It's it's actually most people. A lot of people die around Christmas. It's like the the most diest time. Maybe I've just noticed that. Maybe I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Oh, I guess COVID nineteen has probably changed things. But I think you know, suicide is the leading leading cause of death in the world. Yeah, definitely. I well, I, I have no idea. I could Google it later. Yeah, on that happy note, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> well, Kip, it was a pleasure. Uh, I haven't spoken to many many people at all, so uh, nice to talk about nothing with somebody for a while. Yeah, it was super nice. Thanks for doing this, and also thanks for singing the song. Oh, yeah, of course. That was the Hanson family. Thank them for writing it. They did a good job. All right, we'll call again anytime. Yeah. Take care. Wait And that was Matt Foster, and a very Merry Christmas to all y'all. Or whatever you celebrate. I don't care. Um, this is Kip Interviews' his friends. Take care of yourself.